0: Today we're gonna be talking about how to make yourself go to bed on time. Do you ever find yourself turning to your phone without even thinking about it? Or do you get sucked into scrolling and regret not using that time for something else? You are not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and I'm here to help you get a grip on your own screen time so you can be present, intentional, and live a more fulfilling life. Welcome to the Mindful With Media podcast. Today, we're talking about a topic that I'm probably even more passionate about than being intentional with our phones and screens, and that is sleep. And it's actually very related, like our phone use and our screen use and sleep. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But I have always been like this. I've always been really passionate about going to bed early and getting enough sleep. I was the nerd in high school and college who would... Leave parties early to go to bed because I really value going to bed on time and getting enough sleep. And anybody who knows me personally knows this about me. And there are a few reasons why I'm this way and why I care so much about going to bed on time. First of all, I am much less productive at night. So when I do try to get things done at night, especially things that take more brain power, I I'm way less efficient. So it doesn't really make sense for me to do things at night. And if I stay up later than my bedtime, it's a lot harder for me to make decisions. Like I experience a lot more decision fatigue. And so I end up wasting more time and everything feels more urgent at night. Everything just feels like a bigger deal. And I get way more worked up about things. And Then it's harder for me to fall asleep because I'm wound up from the things I've been working on. So if I don't go to bed on time and I stay up and work on something, which I will occasionally do, I find that it's even harder for me to fall asleep because I'm out of my routine. And so I'll get into later about like how to actually make yourself go to bed on time. But... When I do get enough sleep, I am so much more productive the next day. So it doesn't even make sense for me to stay up the night before and get things done because not only am I more productive, but I'm less grumpy and I'm way more patient with my kids and with myself and with other people when I get enough sleep. And it's kind of a way to fill my cup so that I can be there for my family and for other people. And I'm also way less likely to have panic attacks. So there are seasons of my life where I wasn't as intentional and diligent about going to bed on time. My anxiety was way worse. So I've decided that for me, sleep is a huge priority. So I let a lot of other things go because of that. When I was in college, I got a lot of pushback for getting so much sleep. I don't know what what it was. I think that our society is getting better at this, but generally I believe that our society does not prioritize sleep enough. I think when we sleep a lot that can be seen as lazy or the opposite like when we are really productive or get a lot of things done then that's really valued to be a really hard worker and get a lot done and maybe to sacrifice sleep. Where I I don't believe that. I believe that sleep is really important and to be willing to set things aside and willing to go to bed and get enough sleep and care for your body in that way, that's really admirable as well. So, that's just my two cents. That's what I believe. But anyways, during this time in college, I read a book called Why We Sleep. I think it's by Matthew Walker And I actually don't remember a ton from the book, but if you do need some convincing that sleep should be a huge priority in your life, then that book is a good read. And he also shares some practical tips to help you get more sleep. But I'll just share a little quote from, okay, kind of a long quote from that book. So he claims, Routinely sleeping less than six or seven hours a night demolishes your immune system, more than doubling your risk of cancer. Insufficient sleep is a key lifestyle factor determining whether or not you will develop Alzheimer's disease. Inadequate sleep, even moderate reductions for just one week, disrupts blood sugar levels so profoundly that you would be classified as pre-diabetic. Short sleeping increases the likelihood of your coronary arteries becoming blocked and brittle, setting you on a path toward cardiovascular disease, stroke, and congestive heart failure. Fitting Charlotte Bronte's prophetic wisdom that a ruffled mind makes a restless pillow, sleep disruption further contributes to all major psychiatric conditions, including depression, anxiety, and suicidality. Perhaps you have also noticed a desire to eat more when you're tired? This is no coincidence. Too little sleep swells concentrations of a hormone that makes you feel hungry while suppressing a companion hormone that otherwise signals food satisfaction. Despite being full, you still want to eat more. It's a proven recipe for weight gain in sleep-deficient adults and children alike. Worse, should you attempt to diet but don't get enough sleep while doing so, it is futile since most of the weight you'll lose will come from lean body mass, not fat. Anyways, that's a little bit extreme. I don't like scare tactics, whether that's for anything to improve your health. So don't let that freak you out. Honestly, my main motivations for getting enough sleep are for how I feel overall as a person. My, I don't know, my day-to-day life, I want to feel good. So today I'm gonna be sharing what works for me and what helps me to actually make myself go to bed on time. I just want to acknowledge that the transition to bedtime and that transition to going to bed it's really hard. And it's actually really uncomfortable, that transition to going to bed. And that concept might seem kind of silly, but I really believe that it's true. And I've been trying to put my finger on why it's so uncomfortable, that transition to bedtime. But I think transitions in general are just uncomfortable because there are some unknowns. And with bedtime specifically, your day probably didn't go exactly as planned. And You may not have gotten everything done that you wanted to, and there might be some disappointment there. And accepting that your day is over can be hard. You're also trying to process your day at this time, and that can be uncomfortable. And you're anticipating the next day. And again, the unknowns of a new day are uncomfortable. And if you're like me, there's always one more thing you can do at night, and you're trying to decide. What to do. So there's like this decision fatigue of should you relax or should you do something productive or should you try to get all the things on your to do list done or should you just go to bed. Another thing that can make this transition to bedtime challenging is the process of getting ready for bed might be tedious. I really don't like washing my face. I don't know why, but that's like one part of my bedtime routine that I am still working on, like actually doing consistently. So tonight, as you are approaching bedtime, just really take a step back and think about these three questions. So one, why are you resisting going to bed? Two, what about this transition is uncomfortable for you? And then three, Practice allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable. And this is hard. Like I've been practicing this a lot in all different aspects of my life, but some ways that you can practice feeling uncomfortable is to identify where in your body you're feeling the discomfort. Is it in your stomach? Is it in your chest? Is it in your head? And then what thoughts are you having with this uncomfortableness? Is that a word? (laughs) These feelings of discomfort. So this transition to bedtime, that's uncomfortable. If you have a really clear plan and you know exactly when you're going to go to bed and exactly what you're going to do before bed, then you don't have to experience this decision fatigue every night. Like, You know, when you're thinking, should I stay up and do this one more thing? Is it okay to leave my house messy? Is it okay to do something relaxing, even though I didn't finish everything I wanted to do today? So all those thoughts that you're having, you're going to decide once and then nighttime won't be so stressful anymore because you won't have to make those decisions every night. So if you have been in this late night cycle for a while, then you've probably experienced this. Well, actually, I don't know if you have, but this is what happens to me where I go to bed late. And then I get up the next morning and I'm so tired. And I say to my husband, Matt, remind me to go to bed early tonight. And then it gets to nighttime and it gets to the time that I want to go to bed because I know that I'll feel better in the morning. But then I feel good then and I, I feel awake. And so I want to get all these things done. And it's nice to finally have some alone time where my kids don't need me. So I actually have some time to get some things done. And then I go to bed late and then I get up early the next morning again. And I'm like, okay, I got to go to bed early tonight. And I just get in this cycle and I'm like, this is not how I want to be living my life. So how do you get out of this late night cycle? Kind of like I said earlier, you have to decide a time that you want to go to bed. And that will be different for every person. I know I go to bed weirdly early, like I get ready for bed at 8.30 and then start reading in my bed at 9 and then fall asleep nine 9.30, depending on how tired I am. It doesn't really matter what time it is, it's just whatever time you want to go to bed. And then once you've decided that time, then ask yourself, what things do you find yourself doing at night after you wanted to go to bed? So like, are you cleaning or doing projects that you didn't get to during the day or texting people back or planning things or working, or are you watching a show or scrolling on your phone? And just figure out what you're actually doing at night. And then think about when else can you do those things. So if it's something like scrolling on your phone that isn't necessary, but it's not bad to scroll on your phone. When can you plan a time to scroll on your phone? Maybe you schedule a time 15 minutes after your kids go to bed to scroll, or maybe it's cleaning that you're not getting to during the day that's happening at night. Can you hire somebody to clean? Can you hire someone in your neighborhood to come watch your kids for a few hours so you can clean? Or Can you do a trade, a babysitting trade with a friend so you have that time to clean? Like for me, I didn't want to be staying up late working anymore. And so I have hired a girl that I know in my neighborhood that watches my kids for six hours a week so that I don't have to work late at night anymore and I can go to bed on time again. And I just want to reiterate here that there will always be something that you want to be doing at night, at least I haven't found a way out of this, that there's always one more thing that I could be doing, but I've just decided what's really important to me and what really matters and made sure that I can do that in my day-to-day life. So if you've been on a late night cycle for a while, and then you're trying to go to bed earlier again, it can be really hard to actually fall asleep. So my first tip to help you actually fall asleep, if like you get in bed and you know you want to be sleeping but you can't actually fall asleep is first to not stress about it and I know this is way easier said than done but it's actually really good for your body to just rest and think and this is really uncomfortable especially because we in this day and age are always used to doing something, whether that's like having stimulation or input from our phones or to listening to something or getting something done. So it can be really hard to just lay there and do nothing, especially because I'm sure you have plenty of things you want to be doing. But my first tip is to just let yourself do nothing and just lay in bed. And it's okay if you're not sleeping, that's really healthy for your body. Another thing that can be helpful is to not look at the clock. I know it can be really stressful if you're trying to fall asleep and you just keep looking like, oh my gosh, it's been taking me half an hour, now an hour, now two hours, like it's taking me so long to fall asleep. So if you can, don't look at the clock because that can make you overthink. Another thing that I'll do if I can't fall asleep is I'll count down from 500. So like 500, 499, 498, 497, and it's like counting sheep, right, like they say, but that can just help you have something to do with your mind, but not stress about life, like I tend to do when I'm trying to fall asleep. This is another thing that's really random, but this is actually how I fall asleep. I like to think of a baby name for each gender that starts with each letter, so like A- Ariana, and Anson. B, Brielle, and Brigham. I don't know. Like, I'll just go through and think of baby names. I promise I'm not pregnant. I just always have loved baby names and love thinking about names. That just is something that gets my mind off of things, but it gives my mind something to think about so I can actually fall asleep. I've also heard of this idea when you're trying to fall asleep at night and your brain starts processing your day, which is normal and there are some good things about that. It can be helpful to treat it like a movie. So as scenes play in your mind, like slow it down, try to play it in reverse. Anyways, I've never actually tried that, but that's worth a shot. Another thing that's really helps me to actually fall asleep if I'm having a really hard time sleeping is Insight Timer. So this is a free app on your phone and they have like free meditations and stuff. I've actually never used the meditations, but I love using them to help me fall asleep. They have ones that are specifically designed to help you fall asleep. So if you get the app, it's called Insight Timer, and then you go to sleep and then tracks. And then I like to filter it by lengths. So you can choose how long you want The things to be. And then they have tons of different meditations, like the perfect way to get to sleep or a guided meditation for sleep or things like that. So that can help calm my mind down if I'm really worked up, can get me in a better mood to sleep. And I don't sleep with my phone in my room anymore. I used to have my phone right by my bed, so I would just play it on my phone. I rarely use Insight Timer anymore, but. Every once in a while, if I'm really worked up, I'll ask Matt to play one in his phone because his phone is in our room. So there's probably an alternative way if you don't like to have your phone in your room to do that on some other sort of device. I will look into that. <laughs> the key for helping yourself to actually fall asleep on time or when you're trying to go to bed early is to not let yourself do anything productive so if you're having a really hard time falling asleep it's okay to get up and do something relaxing so like take a bath or read a book or listen to an audiobook but my two pieces of advice are don't let yourself do anything on your phone do not look at your phone even if it's like productive like it's not just wasting time on there whatever i would just stay away from your phone And then the second thing is don't let it be productive. Because when you're making yourself go to bed early, you're training your mind and your body that this is the time to rest and relax. So if you start doing things that are productive, then your mind and your body is going to want to keep doing things that are productive at that time. But just do anything that's restful and relaxing. And I'm pretty strict about this. Like this is probably backward from maybe what you've heard, but if I have an idea come to my mind after my bedtime, whether that's to text someone or plan something or like a content idea for my business, I don't write it down or do anything with it. I just let it come and I believe in God. And so I pray and I ask God if it's important to help me remember at another time, because this is my time to rest. Again, that might not work for you, but that helps me to just bedtime is bedtime and it's not for anything else. (laughs) So you'll find something that works for you, but I thought I would just share my nighttime routine. So after we get the kids to bed, we clean up the kitchen and it kind of depends if Matt does it or if I do it or if we do it together, kind of depending on how our kids go to bed. And the level of cleanliness of our kitchen totally depends on my energy levels. Like if I'm feeling great, I'll do the whole thing. If I'm really exhausted, I'll just do the base level of getting the dishwasher started and getting the food put away. And then I'll usually spend some time responding to texts, just doing all those things that are hard to do on your phone when you're with your kids all day. And then when I finish that, I'll plug my phone in the kitchen. So this is usually around like, I don't know. 7 30 or 8 at this point i'll plug my phone in the kitchen and then i'll go get ready for bed right then so i have a very short bedtime routine like as short as possible because i kind of dread getting ready for bed (laughs) so i just want to make it as easy as possible for myself so take out my contacts floss brush my teeth i'm trying to get better at washing my face and then after i finish getting ready for bed Then I can do something again, whether that's work or do something for myself or work on a project, I don't know, do whatever it is. And this is something that would probably help my evenings be more fulfilling. And again, that concept of taking away decision fatigue is to decide once. So maybe have certain evenings for cleaning or certain evenings for working or certain evenings for doing something fun or certain evenings for doing my church service And this actually totally applies to our phone use because when we don't know what to do, it's really easy to just go on our phone. It's uncomfortable trying to decide how to use that time. So turning to our phone, we're really likely to do that if we don't have something already planned. So it probably helped for me to actually decide what I do on what nights. But right now I don't have anything like that set up. But then my cutoff time is eight thirty. So at eight thirty, if I'm working on something or doing something, that's my time when I, I kind of have like a soft cutoff and then a hard cutoff. So like eight thirty is when I'm like, okay, like I want to start getting ready for bed. But if I'm in the middle of something, I'll finish it up. But definitely before nine is when I need to wrap things up and set aside, even if I didn't finish what I wanted to finish. Having that cutoff time and then having a really clear plan of what I'll do. So, I pray and if I have thoughts while I'm praying, I'll write those in the journal that I have right next to my bed. And actually, for a while, I didn't pray at all at night because when I would pray, I would talk with God about my day and then I would start stressing about everything right before I wanted to fall asleep and it would just get my brain worked up. So, when I noticed that started happening, then I would pray earlier around like six or seven while I was feeding my baby to sleep and that was a better time for me to connect with God about my day. And then after I pray and journal, then I like to read on my Kindle right before I fall asleep. So, I really like having a Kindle and I know reading at night, especially like right before you fall asleep won't work for everyone because a lot of you get so sucked into books that it might keep you up longer. Um, but there are other things that you could try. You could try listening to an audiobook, You could try listening to music. Just I like having something to look forward to at night right before I fall asleep. So for me, I like to read right before I fall asleep and then I'll read until I feel a little more tired and then I'll fall asleep. So I just want to give a recap on some of the things that can help you to actually make yourself go to bed on time. I think the number one most helpful thing is to choose a clear cutoff time for doing anything productive. So for me, that's 830. And then kind of along those same lines, go to bed at the same time every night, even if you're not falling asleep or you're not tired, just choose a time to start relaxing and doing calming things. And then also get up at the same time every day. And if you're like me, it's really hard to be motivated to actually make yourself get up. So I either have my kids wake me up (laughs) or I've started a walking slash running group. And if I know somebody's waiting for me, then that's really motivating for me to get up. It can be really helpful to have a clear bedtime routine and make that as simple as possible so that you aren't supposed to be doing all these things at night when that's already a hard transition and a hard time of day. Charge your phone outside of your room. I don't think I talked about this enough earlier, but charging my phone outside of my room has made such a big difference. It can be really easy for me at night to get caught up in like texting all these people and making all these plans and like getting to all the things on my phone that I didn't do before. And I do do that. That's part of my nighttime routine. But then I plug my phone in and it's away and then when I'm lying in bed and I have ideas I don't just grab my phone and do it real quick because it's downstairs away from me and I really can just rest and recharge that's been a huge thing for me another helpful tip is to get ready for bed way before you're tired because nobody wants to get ready for bed when they're actually supposed to be falling asleep so just get ready for bed way earlier and then you can work on other things so then it's way easier just to fall asleep when you're ready Another helpful tip is to have something you're excited about right before you fall asleep, to have something to look forward to, to make that transition easier. That could be watching a show or reading a book or listening to music. And the last tip that I want to touch on before we end today is that if there are certain things that you find yourself frequently doing after you want to go to bed, then get creative about a different time that you can do that and when that can happen. So this could be involving your kids in cleaning or hiring help or doing a trade of some sort. And then also just letting it go and knowing that what's important will get done. And then finally, to embrace the discomfort of transitioning to bedtime, that this can be a hard transition and just allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable i would love to hear if any of these tips work for you and if you still have any concerns or questions of things that makes it hard for you to make yourself go to bed on time then please dm me on instagram and i am more than happy to chat thank you so much for listening one of the best ways that you can support me so that i can keep creating content is to send this to a friend and share it with somebody else we'll talk to you next week I believe we should stop focusing on the negative aspects of screens and start using them as tools to support our values. We are the first generation learning to navigate this media-saturated society, and it is not easy. You don't have to be perfect, but as you are mindful, technology can be a tool to help you thrive. We are in this together as we figure out how to live a present, intentional life in this world consumed by screens. If you appreciated this podcast, would you make sure to leave a review and subscribe? I'm so glad you could be here today and I'll see you next week.